hello everyone and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones and we are transmitting live from our various networks here on twave.tv, twitcasting.tv and Facebook and our various networks. It's great to have everyone tuned into today's program. Hey, today we're going to continue looking at the book of Zechariah. We find ourselves in Zechariah chapter 6 talking about the revelation of this incredible mighty angel as we look at... Zechariah chapter 6, super excited. And of course, remember, you can always follow us live and be part of a conversation there by blogging or tuning in to our program and following our links. So we thank you for that. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Well, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. We just pray, Lord, you'll make Zechariah 6 just come to life for us, Lord, so we can grow in our relationship with you. And we thank you for all those listening in, Lord. May they be blessed and grow in their relationship with you as well. And we thank you in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you tune into the truth. We'll set you free Bible prophecy, TV, radiation, Vic Batista, and Nathan Jones as we're looking at the book of Zechariah. Chapter 6, and today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel La Ventura, Calvary Chapel Broward, and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information here on www.twave.tv. Also very excited for those of you that would like to be students of biblical prophecy. Get a hold of us and we'll give you more information how you can earn your degree in eschatology. 305-992-9537 is the number. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones to the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Always great to be on, brother. Thank you for having me on. Oh, man, we're always so excited, Nathan, to be able to do these programs together. God is always doing some incredible yeah. things. Uh, and I'm always excited to hear what you are up to. What are you up to now? I know you guys are preparing for your conference there at Lamb Lion. Yes, Lamb Lion Ministries hold this annual conference every year. This year it's July 15th and 16th. And if folks want to come here to the Dallas area, they can come and attend if they want to watch online. We'll be streaming it through our website at lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. So check it out. We have some great speakers. We have Ron Rose. Of course, we have our own founder, Dr. David Reagan, uh, myself. And we'll also have uh, Tim Moore and Dennis Pollock, who are also part of the Lamb and Lion family. So it should be a great conference. And the theme is on the great debates of Bible prophecy. Wow, what a beautiful lineup. Thank you so much, Nathan. Those of you watching us live via Facebook or Twitcasting, you can see that information there on the background. It's kind of cool. Be part of it. And uh, Nathan, we're praying to be able to stream it this year again. Thank you for those opportunities. Well, that's great. Yeah, any church or Bible study, whatever, wants to stream it into their homes or churches can do so. They get a free Bible prophecy conference uh, yes. from the comfort of your own home. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. We're so excited about that. Nathan, also, can you briefly share with us uh, your contact information? Maybe someone is watching us live and they would like to take hold and grow. And you guys have a lot of resources. Yes, Landline Ministries has uh, our television show, Christ and Prophecy. We have many, many articles and a newsletter you can sign up for, uh, social networks, uh, a daily blog, you name it. Check us out, ChristinProphecy.org or LambLion.com. Excellent. We also have an app, too, the Lamb and Lion app, and that's on all the devices. I love that app, Nathan. Yeah, we want to encourage anyone watching or listening. Listen, these are great, great resources, and uh, what a great opportunity. And it's all free primarily, right, Nathan? Oh, definitely free. Yeah. I mean, we do have a number of resources on online store, and, of course, there's some costs for publishing and shipping them and handling. But uh, we try to keep the prices real low so we can get the Bible prophecy resources out in people's hands, and they can grow in the relationship with Jesus Christ. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan. And also already, we want to thank those of you that are tuning in live. We find uh, we see Dorian there tuning in live via TweetCast, and we thank you for your support and Facebook. And right, Nathan, we're excited that people are watching, and they can blog and ask questions, right? Yeah, man, I love what you do with TweetCasting and, and over um, Facebook, and of course your website at twave.tv. So there is a wealth of information on your website. What was it, 600 and some TweetCasts that people <laughs> can watch? So, brother, you've created a ton of Bible prophecy material. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. Well, we're very excited because you and I, Nathan, now for a number of years, we've been going through uh, Bible prophecy uh, also in a verse-by-verse -verse manner. We went through the book of Revelation, Daniel, now we're in the book of Zechariah. And it's just uncovering all these incredible truths to encourage our viewers and our listeners. So we want to put all these resources together, right, Nathan, to encourage people. We do, we do. Uh, we're clearly in the, near the end times. Uh, the world is getting crazier and crazier, just like Jesus said it would, that we'd return to the days of Noah and Lot, and certainly we are. And so we want to put all these materials out there to help guide people through this difficult time and what God's plan is for them and for yes. the world. And then after the rapture of the church, to leave materials behind so those seeking to understand what happened can know about Jesus Christ as well. Mm, excellent. Thank you, Nathan Jones. And of course, Nate, can we re just briefly, maybe uh, I'm showing your book here, uh, and just maybe just a quick uh, snapshot there, the book that you uh, just uh, uh, came out with. And I'm so excited. And those of you watching, check out this wonderful resource. Well, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, uh, my first book, uh, along with uh, Pastor Steve Howell, called The Twelve Faith Journeys of the Minor Prophets. And it's yeah. all about how we can grow in our faith in the Lord by understanding the challenges to one's faith that the minor prophets have. So right. if you've been challenged in your faith when it comes to having a, a broken heart or in, you experienced a devastating loss or you think that God is, just doesn't care and he's not listening, each of these minor prophets had to deal with a different topic that related to a challenge to the faith. So that's why we wrote the book. Mm -hmm. We wanted to teach people how to grow their faith in the Lord, but also to understand the minor prophets and Bible prophecy. Excellent. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And Nathan, as we continue making our way through the book of Zechariah, uh, maybe someone has already purchased or has your book, and I would love for them to turn to page 269, because today we're going to be talking about this here in our program. We talked about Zechariah chapter 5 last in our last segment, and now we're going to continue in Zechariah chapter 6. And uh, Nate, would you be able to briefly uh, talk to us a little bit about that uh, vision there in Zechariah 5, uh, as we talked about there, the, the, the basket and, 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 uh, and the scroll, uh, and then can you take us through chapter 6? Right, right. Uh, well, the prophet Zechariah was given eight visions by the Lord to encourage the people about what the future held, not only the future for them as they were the returnees after the exile, you know, the Babylonian, the Babylonians had taken the Jewish people up into Babylon and were there for 50 years. And they, then they, uh, the Persians took over the Medo-Persian Empire, and King Cyrus, it was prophesied in Isaiah that he would make a decree for the Jewish people to return, and they did. And they returned with Haggai and Zechariah, both prophets old and young. And uh, eventually, it would be 70 years until the temple's built, but during the last 20 years, the returnees had a lot of challenges to rebuilding the temple. The Samaritans were constantly pressuring them to right. stop, and uh, different Persian kings that rose to power ordered them to stop, and yet the Lord wanted that temple built. And so he was using these different visions to encourage the people, don't you know, concentrate on 
your own life and your own house, but put the Lord first. And that's a message that's applicable to us today. You know, put the Lord first and uh, put the kingdom first, and all these things will be added to you. Mm. So as we go through the different ones, when we get to chapter 6, we're going to start on the last, the eighth of the eighth visions. But the one before was where God was saying that evil would be taken out of the land and put up in Babylon for a time to flourish before the Lord defeats it. And that is a prophecy that goes all the way to the end of that time period called the Tribulation, where the Antichrist seat of power will be called Babylon as well. And uh, whether it's from the city or it's just a, a term for his empire, but the Jewish people will have to contend with the Antichrist in the world during that tribulation time period. That's what that particular vision was pointing to. Mm, excellent. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. We want to encourage those of you tuning in live. Hey, grab your Bibles and turn to Zechariah 6 and follow along with us as Nathan has shared with us in the past. Of course, this angel, he is none other than Jesus Christ himself there in the Old Testament. And we're bringing about this incredible, incredible uh, revelation so that you can be encouraged. So yes, Nathan, if you can take us through chapter 6, that would be fantastic. Certainly, yes. The uh, Lord uh, Jesus, as pre-incarnate form, was called the angel of the Lord. It doesn't mean he was an angel, of course, but that, that just meant messenger, the messenger of the Lord. And here, God himself is the messenger, and he's giving uh, these visions to Zechariah. And now we are up to the vision of the four chariots, and I'll start with uh, chapter 6, 1 through 8. Then I turned and raised my eyes and looked, and behold, four chariots were coming from between two mountains. And the mountains were mountains of bronze. With the first chariot were red horses, with the second chariot black horses, and the third chariot white horses, and with the fourth chariot dappled horses, strong steeds. Then I answered and said to the angel who talked with me, What are these, my lord? And the angel answered and said to me, These are the four spirits of heaven who go out from their station before the Lord of all the earth. And one with the black horses is going to the north country, the white are going after them, and the dappled are going towards the south country. Then the strong steeds went out, eager to go, that they might walk to and fro throughout the earth. And he said, Go, walk to and the book of Revelation, uh, or is this uh, something different? Well, a lot of folks will say, oh, well, it's talking about uh, four horsemen, and that must mean then the four horsemen of the apocalypse that they're often called, which we read in Revelation 6. And the four horsemen of the apocalypse are uh, four men, or four, they're really symbols of things that will happen during the tribulation period. They're the first four sealed judgments of the 21 judgments of God, and uh, each horse has a different color, like the first seal judgment is opened by Jesus, and there's a rider on the white horse, right. and he conquers the world, and that actually is a reference to the Antichrist. The second seal judgment, uh, there's a fiery red horse, and he brings war to the earth. Right. Uh, third one uh, is opened, and that's a black horse, and he brings uh, famine to the earth. Exactly. And the fourth seal judgment is a pale horse, or some interpret it a pale green horse, and that's death. And uh, the hunger, people will die from hunger, from war, and from actually the animals going wild, 
So what it's talking about is a major world war that the Antichrist will bring upon the earth, which will end up distributing, uh, excuse me, disrupting the food, food sources, and disease right. will spread rampant, and that is a tribulation reference. But, brother, that is not the no. Zechariah 6 reference, because when you read through Zechariah 6, it's not talking about horsemen, but it's talking about chariots. Yes. And the chariots are actually pulled by multiple horses, not just one horse. Excellent point. Nathan, uh, that was an incredible clarification, and that's why we want to be good students of biblical prophecy, right, Nathan? We don't want to insert in things what is not there, but we did need to clarify that because immediately when people think of horses and the colors and the four horsemen of the apocalypse, there seems to send a tendency to only consider the book of Revelation. Actually, there's a movie out, Nathan, that we talked about that's depicting this as well. Yes, if you like the X-Men, uh, the X-Men uh, Age of Apocalypse is out right now, and it has the four horsemen, this this old Egyptian god, Apocalypse, is buried, and wherever he goes, uh, when he's active, he has these four guys that he calls the four horsemen of the Apocalypse, and they help him conquer the world, and uh, I saw the movie with my daughter, it was, it was pretty well done, and, and so he, of course, escapes out of his tomb and runs amok, and okay. he gets four mutants to be his four horsemen of the Apocalypse, although they never ride on a horse, <laughs> I don't know why they call <laughs> The four horsemen, but uh, they're out there and trying to conquer the world and destroy the world. So right. that's the imagery from the Bible, although the movie tried to flip it around and say the Bible got the imagery from this character called Apocalypse, but that's not true. That's, the X-Men were invented way after the, that's right. <laughs> after the Bible. But it is interesting, Nathan, how this world seems to have this apocalyptic mentality. And, and you know, the Bible is true. Some people just don't want to believe the truth of the Word of God, but this was written thousands of years before it occurred. Exactly, and Bible prophecy is one of the best proofs of the Bible's legitimacy because when a Bible prophecy is fulfilled hundreds, even thousands of years after it's given, and we're talking about not just general prophecies, but super specific detailed prophecies, then we can put our faith and trust in the Bible because we know it is truly God's Word. Mm, excellent point. And Nathan, again, as we look at Zechariah chapter 6, we see again, like you mentioned, there's a big difference uh, between uh, these uh, pictures, if you will. But not only that, but it also talks about uh, these uh, four chariots, and it's also, they're going to different parts of the earth. They are, they are. Well, you got this first chariot, and it's not that the uh, chariot is this particular color, but it's being pulled by uh, red horses, plural. There's a second uh, chariot, and that's pulled, pulled by black horses. The third chariot is pulled by war horses, uh, white horses, and the fourth, dapple, which means uh, uh, mixed colors. So exactly. the, the color scheme here, uh, the fourth horseman of the apocalypse in Revelation 6 is pale uh, greenish, but uh, the fourth chariot, the horses that pull it, are dappled or mixed colors. So again, it doesn't match to Revelation 6. Excellent point. And Nathan, this is why we also notice here uh, that those individuals who maybe are watching or following along, just uh, if, if the Bible doesn't mention something clearly, let's not try to insert there or we're going to end up with confusion. Right, Nathan? And that's why there's a lot of confusion today. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and it's just, you just put the text, put Zechariah 6 next to Revelation 6 and compare the two. It's pretty obvious. Matter of fact, uh, Zechariah even says, what are these, my Lord? He asks, and the angel actually tells him. He doesn't say, you know, those are four horsemen of the apocalypse or anything. He, he says, these are four spirits of heaven. So they're angel angels. They're angels right. riding in chariots. 
and they go before the Lord out across the whole earth, and they go in different directions. Yes. You get the black horses go to the north, and the white horses as well. The dappled, or the mixed colors, go to the south. And so they go out, and they walk throughout the whole earth, and uh, that's what they do. The Lord sends them out to wander the earth. We, we do know of, about the four angels that hold up the four corners of the weather exactly. around the world. Maybe that's a reference to these four angels. Um, but we don't know. They're, we don't know. They go out and uh, they tell the word that the, the Holy Spirit, my spirit, God's spirit, will find rest in the north country. And the north country is a reference to the Jewish people up in Babylon. That's where they are. So with the Jewish people returning from exile, uh, it, it give the Jewish, again, all these visions are meant to give the Jewish people who had returned from exile, who are living in poverty, they're trying to rebuild a destroyed city and a destroyed temple, hope that a better future is there. And here we've got, again, more hope for those people yes. that the Holy Spirit will give them rest. Nathan, one of the things that you pointed out in your book here, I'm looking at page 269, and I hope you don't mind me reading this little bit of a paragraph. You mentioned that you wrote this book to encourage people that are going through uh, uh, difficulties, 12 Journeys of the Minor Prophets. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, I just love also uh, what you wrote here regarding this passage in uh, page 269, uh, vision number eight, uh, the four chariots. Do you mind if I read a little bit of this, Nathan, for our viewers and our listeners? Yeah, it, it says uh, uh, vision number eight, the four chariots, uh, in reference to uh, Zechariah 6, verses 1 to 15. Uh, and you wrote, the final vision portrayed four chariots, each pulled by a different color horse, and each traveling to the four points of the compass. The one that traveled to the north country found the Holy Spirit at rest. Joshua the high priest was then given an elaborate crown as if he were king. And that's what we're going to be looking at next in the second portion, right, Nathan? Correct. Correct. Yeah, the second portion is the rest of uh, vision. So I love that because he went to give rest. And you know, Nathan, there's a lot of people today that are troubled. They're going through a lot of difficulty and, and they need rest. They need that burden to uh, be taken off their shoulders. And that's where Jesus Christ comes in and a relationship with him. Right, Nate? It's one of the things he promised that when we put our faith and trust in Jesus, he will give us rest. Now, what does that rest mean? That means throughout the storms and tribulations of life, yes. we can have the peace of God flowing. We are the eye of the storm. Amen. In the middle of the storm, we can trust the Lord. Absolutely awesome. And, and maybe you're watching and you are listening to this program. And if you're in need of prayer, if you're in need of rest, reach out to us. 305-992-9537. We would love to pray for you, uh, even uh, off the air. So make the wonderful, wonderful passage. And I love what you said. If we don't understand something, even Zechariah didn't understand. And he was honest enough to say, I don't know what I'm looking at here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And when we don't understand the Bible, it's very important that we... Uh, there's commentary, good commentary to right. help us understand by learned men who have studied this and compared and of course they pray and ask for the Holy Spirit's guidance and, and uh, take a literal interpretation to the Bible uh, interpret it for its plain sense meaning don't try to seek out other interpretations uh, you always end up with nonsense otherwise. Nonsense. <laughs> I love that <laughs> Dr. Reagan also says that a lot, right Nathan? <laughs> yeah, he always says it's a plain sense Make sense. Look for no other sense. Otherwise, you will end up with nonsense. Nonsense. Uh, and we don't want to end up with nonsense. We want to stick to the scripture. So thank you so much, Nate. So yeah, Nathan, if you were to take us to the second portion of this, this is very exciting. And some of it is very clear, but the second portion, I think it's a little more clearer. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, verse 9 begins, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, 
received the gift from the captives, from Heldai, Tobijah, and Jediah, who have come from Babylon, and go the same day and enter the house of Josiah, the son of Zephaniah. Take the silver and gold, make an elaborate crown, and set it on the head of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Then speak to him, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold, the man whose name is the branch, from his place he shall branch out, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Yes, he shall build the temple of the Lord. He shall bear the glory and shall sit and rule on his throne. So he shall be a priest on his throne, and the council of peace shall be between them both. Now the elaborate crown shall be for a memorial in the temple of the Lord, for Helen, Tobijah, and Jediah, and Hen the son of Zephaniah, even those from afar, shall come and build the temple of the Lord. Then you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you, and this shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. Mm, what a wonderful passage. I love the ending, Nathan. This will come to pass if you uh, obey. And, and, and there's a lot here. Can you break this down for us a little bit, Nathan? Maybe someone is watching and they're wondering, what exactly is this branch and what is this referring to? Okay, well, the first exile is about 200,000. That's all that was really uh, willing to leave Babylon and come back to Jerusalem, which was a four-month trip through the deserts and all, so it was a very arduous trip. But they were willing to come back and rebuild Jerusalem and rebuild the temple. The temple had been destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar some uh, 50 years earlier, and uh, so these people came back, and uh, they needed funding. They needed funding to make this happen. And uh, fortunately, Cyrus had not only decreed it, but also gave money from the temple treasury. And here we have these three men, who I'm not going to repeat their names, a little challenging, but they come <laughs> from Babylon too, and clearly, they have a gift of gold to help in the construction of the temple. So they have them make a crown out of that gold and put it on Joshua's head. Now Joshua was the high priest. Zerubbabel, a direct descendant of David, was the governor. So you think, well, wouldn't you put the crown on the governor, right. not the priest? Because a priest never ruled. Mm. A priest was a... Uh, it's an intercessor between God and man. Right. They weren't meant to be priests. So this Joshua isn't being promoted to king over the land. He's a representation of one who is called the branch. And the word branch is capitalized, and that's a reference to? Jesus. Yay, man. This is a prophecy <laughs> about Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ will merge the, the two offices, priest and king, into yeah. one. So Jesus Christ will be prophet, priest, and king who will rule on his throne, and he will be priest on the throne. And that's the day we're looking for, man. When Jesus Christ returns, he sets up his millennial kingdom on this earth, and he rules from Jerusalem as prophet, priest, and king all in one. Nathan, this is amazing because it talks about how this temple uh, is going to be uh, rebuilt, right? And we see even presently with this temple that they're trying to rebuild, all these articles and all these things that are already being prepared, right? Yeah, the Temple Institute in Israel has been busy, man. They have been busy for years getting all the materials together to rebuild the temple. I visited the Temple Institute while in, in Jerusalem. I think you did too, right? Yes. Yeah, and so we got to see all the artifacts and the the... I got to admit, they look kind of cheesy compared to today's stuff. But, you know, it's supposed to look authentic from thousands of years ago. And uh, all they right. need is permission to build the temple on the Temple Mountain. Of course, we got to get past the Islamic authorities to do that. So that's what we're waiting for. But there will be a third temple. Yes. But with this temple that we're talking about here, isn't that third temple, but the Millennial temple. temple that Jesus will build during the Millennial Kingdom, which will be not only the temple of the world, but also 
the throne room of Jesus Christ. Ooh, that is amazing. And Nathan, I really love you highlighted there the title for Jesus, the branch. There's a lot of different titles. Lion of the tribe of Judah, right, Nathan? And we need to pay close attention to that because that is our hope. That is our future. That This is what the Bible is referring to, where we're going to spend eternity, and Jesus is going to rule as king. And you got to think that this prophecy was made well over 2,500 years 25, ago. Wow. And yet we're still waiting for Jesus to return and set up his kingdom on earth. And brother, I believe that the signs of the end times that Jesus told us about in Matthew 24 are coming true in this day and age which means Jesus Christ is coming soon to set up his kingdom. Absolutely. And Nathan, now as we see things happening around the world, you know, the Bible predicts, right, Nathan? There in uh, 2 Timothy uh, 3 and many other places that in the last days, there, it's going to be perilous times and things are going to be getting worse and worse. And, and you know, we talked about this and it's all over the news, this hideous crimes that were committed in, in Orlando, right, Nathan? And Things are going to continue progressively get worse, but that's a good sign because that means the Lord is coming. It does. It, it's a terrible time to live in, but it's also wonderful times because it's always darkest before the dawn. And we're about to enter the darkest part of night, the tribulation time period, that seven-year time period yes. where the, the church won't be here, so we won't have our restraining influence on the world. The world is let loose. The first horse from the apocalypse, uh, the Antichrist himself, conquers the world and sends it into and war and death and uh, for seven years the, the world population is decimated but then Jesus returns he defeats the Antichrist he defeats evil he sets up his kingdom he builds his millennial temple and he rules the earth in peace, righteousness and justice for 1,000 years and brother I am so looking forward to getting that millennial kingdom time period absolutely Nathan and that's why we do these programs is to encourage our viewers and our listeners and to let them know there is hope Jesus loves you. He has a wonderful plan for you. Look at the signs of the times. He is returning very soon for his church. And we want you to be part of this incredible uh, uh, family that Jesus is putting together by his Holy Spirit. And Nathan, I know we have people watching us live via Twitcast and via Facebook and wherever else. But maybe there's someone out there that doesn't know Jesus personally. Would you be able to introduce them uh, to a relationship with him and now how they can get to know him right now? Well, if you've never heard of Jesus Christ, He is the Son of God. He is the Creator. And God loved you so much that He sent His Son down to earth as a man to suffer and die on the cross and then beat death by being resurrected from the dead. And when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior, the punishment for our sins, our rebellion against God, goes from us onto Jesus Christ on the cross. And so that punishment is taken off of you, and you are then cleansed, you are holy, you are pure, to stand before the Father one day. So you just have to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. You pray something from your heart like, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And he promises to do just that. He will forgive you of your sins, he will cleanse you of your guilt, and he will give you hope for a bright future with him in the Millennial Kingdom and in Heaven Everlasting. Woo! Great, great news. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And we wanted, that's why we do these programs because biblical prophecy is not gloom and doom. It's actually hope that is found in Jesus Christ. And we need to understand that he is coming soon, that he loves us. And he wants a personal, real relationship uh, with mankind. So Nathan, very well put. And thank you for giving that invitation for those that are, that are tuned in. Praise the Lord. Awesome. You know, Nathan, as we close uh, chapter 6 here in uh, Zechariah, I really love verse 15. It, it says, Even those from afar shall come 
and build the temple of the Lord. Then you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you, and this shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. And the Holy Spirit is calling people, right, Nathan, from afar, even today, Beautiful. to come and be part of the family. Amen, yes. You know, Nathan, as we... Um, as we looked again at this incredible passage, as we get to uh, Zechariah chapter 7 and on, it shifts gears a little bit. But nevertheless, the message is very, very uh, important. And Nathan, any word of encouragement to that person watching or listening there, why they should focus on Bible prophecy and maybe be uh, students of the Word of God? Because Bible prophecy is God trying to teach us what the future holds. And you know what the future holds? Jesus wins. And if Jesus wins, and all his children win as well. So it is a message of victory. I love that. Very well put. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And for those of you that are tuned in, we thank you for being part of our program. Again, you're tuned into a Truth to Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV, Radio Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones. As we have been discussing the book of Zechariah, a verse-by-verse study through biblical prophecy. And we pray that you will continue to be good biblical prophecy students and read through the rest of the chapter and lord willing nathan and i will be back next week right nathan same bad time same bad channel <laughs> uh, amen i look forward to it thank you nathan just for being part of the program may the lord bless you also we thank you all for tuning in may the lord bless you and keep you may his face shine upon you and you guys have an incredible day keep looking up that jesus christ is coming back very very soon he loves you have a great day